So Baseball listeners, it's time for the midseason review, and boy, is it a good one. Ross and Kevin are here to guide you, division by division, to where the season is poised at the Midsummer Classic. If you're a Cardinals fan, they may or may not have declared your season over. If you're a Dodgers fan, one of us is predicting big things. And if you're a Padres fan, well, the team just may have gotten back on track before the All-Star break, but will it be enough? Happy Home Run Derby, y'all! Baseball! Baseball! What I really want to do, what I really want it to sound like is, Kevin! Right. You want to get some distance and some space there, but that's not what it sounds like. It sounds like you need some distance. Well, that's why we're doing a podcast. <laughs> podcast. Podcast. How was your uh, How was your weekend before the All Star break? Oh, it was great. Lots of baseball. We're getting to see like, you know, people putting the finishing touches on their first part of the season. Mm-hmm. Are they going to go out with a cherry on top or empty right. glass? I mean, the baseball, the baseball industry, I feel like is in a, is in a much happier place than it was a year or two ago. I mean, well, unless you, unless you want to ask the pitchers that are getting, but we're not talking about the pitch timer this episode. No, we're not talking no, about no. the new rules. We're not talking, and we're about, not fantasy. talking about the industry. We're talking about baseball, right? The sport. Yeah, the the between the lines, between the lines and the, outside the foul lines. Yeah, if they go for that ball. So um, we all went to the Padres on Friday. Yeah, it was. Amazing. We sat it in the front fun. row. It was uh, it was absolutely otherworldly to essentially be like twenty feet from. You know, some of your favorite Mets, Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, all the greats, Lindor. You were on the the visiting side. We're on the visiting side, right? I mean, they had to walk right past us to get from the dugout to the on-deck circle. Wow. So, like, and I have to say, Francisco Alvarez seems like such a cool guy, man. He's funny. He's like, um, he's just... He's like full of uh, full of life. He's just like, um, just kind of got a, a really good personality. Like, um, I'm 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 a fan. I'm a new fan um, to Alvarez. Well, when you're, he, you know, he was on quite a roll there too in those that game, those games. So, um, uh, and the, in July, I mean, he's been doing really well. I mean, the one thing that was pissing me off was how many freaking frame jobs he was getting strike calls mm. and you could see ump. that really we really had a little tv next to us and we we're like ump he's he's freaking frame jobbing you like like he's like the ump was falling for all of his frame ups yeah and you can super... see that from your angle because you can actually see his hand move and glove move well yeah and... it's like you're at a little league game like yeah. you're so close you know and yeah, like exactly <laughs> he's a decent framer but he's not like uh, you know an all timer, right? Honestly, right. going to watch the uh, Dodgers, um, Dodgers Pirates. Yes, Edges was just framing it up like nobody's business. And yeah, he's... he framed he framed that one guy right into the minor leagues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's true, man. Vargas was getting so many terrible calls, but he yeah. can't be taking in those situations. Of course you know? not. And and he shouldn't have been in that position anyway. That was a bad management. But but yes, the framing is an interesting uh thing that we all see a lot more now. And it's quite uh yeah, it's just all good. Uh, anyway, so the last weekend of baseball, I'm glad you got that game. I went to the game on Friday night here. Uh, I saw something that I don't know if it happened before. Probably not. Twin brothers uh, come in relief, and I know one, one brother, brother relieved the other brother, and he gave the brother two earned runs and himself one on the first pitch. I know. Can you imagine shot. that dinner, that Thanksgiving dinner? Like... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah was, no, but like I went to two baseball games last week as well. I told yeah. you Pirates and Dodgers, and then. Uh, Mets at Padres. Yep. Um, the Padres game was a real heartbreaker. They lost in extra uh, innings. Yeah. We don't need to go into the gory details of Kim no. trying to stretch a double to a triple for absolutely no reason and getting gunned down by Tommy Pham. Um, no. Another fan favorite. But yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> you know he's a fan favorite. He's he a fan favorite. Time. Yeah. But so yeah, we'll good, go times. good times. Good uh, times. I I woke up this morning with no like. I woke up this morning with no fantasy lineups to set and no, you know, start sit news, no, no lineups. Um, and I was just like, what do I do? No, like, you needed I, a break. You needed a break. Do I? I yeah. Mean, I'm yeah. in a healthy oh, yeah, place with fantasy. Me, I could send you the texts back uh, to you and you can, you, you need a break. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, no, maybe I, I did. So I, I think like we talked, we're going to go, Let's just look at the current standings, where they're at, and yeah, how yeah. how amazing. Uh, you know, we can start in, in the uh, let's, let's start, start the with American. the American League yes. West. Correct. Let's go gonna, back to front. Let's gonna go. We're exactly, and we'll end in the National League West because that's our favorite. Um, East. No, we're gonna end in the National League West. We're gonna go whatever you want, whatever you yeah. want. You're, you're driving the route. bus. Okay. So um, yeah, I mean, look at the AL West. Are the Rangers, take a take a gander. Rangers are in first. Astros are in second. Only two games back. They could have. They had a chance to close that to one game, but they lost yesterday. As the Rangers also lost. The Mariners are in third place. Um, one game over five hundred. Six games back. Angels. Oh man, fallen mm. fast out of the sky. Yeah, Someone burned their wings. Well, Trout is injured, yeah, so that yeah. they're not going to go anywhere without him. And then Otani had a fingernail problem. Um, and uh, the Angels are seven games back, but that they're fading fast. And then our good friends, the Oakland Athletics, are in last place, and um, really, well, as we not to for them, not to spoil, not to uh, you know put any spoilers on what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. But in the American League, um, a 500 record is not going to get you into the wild card. You know what I mean? No, but it's going to get you a uh, central division winner. <laughs> it could get you central division winner. Yeah. So that's, that's a goal if you're in the central division. I mean, um, it's a league the, of its own, but let's none let's of those. Keep... Uh, I mean, the Astros would be in a wild card spot. Oh, yeah. No. Astros and the Yankees are... are now falling out of a wild card spot. Well, let's get one thing at a time. Let's talk about okay. the, the AL West. Because okay. AL what, we West. Ha- what we have here is a great, a great, uh, it's going to go down the stretch. Now, 
I think the Mariners are have turned the table yep. and they are going to be one of the better teams of the second half. I just think that's going to happen. Um, but I think this, this Bochi versus Baker uh, fight shootout in Texas also is, is quite interesting I know. to look at. I mean, it's, it's the exciting. Rangers have a phenomenal offense. They just, they just have the ability uh, as we were talking on our last podcast in real time, they came back from being down 10 2 tied it, took the lead, and then they lost it. So, yeah. Um, now, I will point to speaking of the Mar- Mariners, um, yeah. I'll watch a few Mariners games here and there. Yeah. It's usually one of the later games. It's and they have, the they have a good, right? they have a good broadcast. I like their folks who do the post game. Yeah. It's just, it's a healthy baseball environment. And, um, I'd say probably one of my top 10 favorite players in baseball. I don't have this guy on any of my fantasy teams. Eugenio Suarez. Oh, he, yeah. he is like the kind of unspoken captain of that team. Um, just in terms of being their, their glue guy. Uh, yeah. He's Rock. just, he's, he's struggled um, through the first three months of the season and, uh, he had an OPS of 659 in April, 650 in May, 677 in June. His July OPS is 1.076. So he has absolutely started crushing the ball, slugging 655. Um, he's hit three home runs already, but it's it's more than just that. He's hitting extra base hits. He's knocking people in. Um, he's cut down on the strikeouts. So it's like if Suarez goes, that's how the Mar- Mariners go. Correct. And, yeah, um, I think so. I think he's also a bit of a veteran on a younger team. Um, kind of, you know, he plays the you know third base. Uh, yeah, he's and, just got a ton of personality. He seems like a really sweet guy. Um, it's kind of like a Jose Ramirez type of thing where you're just like, this guy looks relaxed out there. Yeah, he's um, you know he's just got a good I, vibe. I just saw them get shut out two nothing last week on Wednesday um, here in San Francisco, but they won the first two games. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I just I think the Mariners are they they're they're things are looking up for them. Things are looking down for the Angels with the injury to Trout and just there's this you know it's yeah it, it was doomed to happen, but they're one in nine over their last ten, lost their last five in a row. Yeah, and the um, Mariners are now back over 500, four correct. games out of a wild card spot. Yeah, and seven things... and three in their last 10. So, they're, you know, the, the All-Star break is a tricky one, too, because if you're on a roll, you don't want to stop playing. If you're not on a roll, you can't stop playing fast enough. Well, you don't know that. We don't know that if their guys are carrying injuries or if they're bullpens right. gassed. I, I mean, I'm just saying that when you're, when you're on a roll in baseball, you want to keep playing. You don't. And and we there's evidence of this with uh, playoff gaps to you know right. seeing you know all the stuff anyway, but but the point is is that it's going to be a great race down the down the stretch. I think it's going to become almost a three run race, three team race, um, which will make it interesting. With the lack of inter inter division games, it it gives it the less personal not a complete lack but a lesser amount there's there's lack as as our listeners are aware they've reduced the number of games each team plays against every other team in their depth in their division from 19 per season 
to 13. Yeah, it's called so, 33%. So that's a lot. Um, that's a huge. So as Kevin will have you believe, each one of those games against your own division rivals matters more. That's I right. say they matter the same. You just have less opportunity to gain ground head to head. There's no way they matter the same because because yeah. if you're playing if you're playing one of those teams, it means two games. Right. If you're playing some other team, it doesn't never will mean two games. So, and if you've lost 33% of your two game games, that's a huge that plays out very huge. Right. But only it, it only matters against the rival teams, the other teams right. that you're chasing but, or being chased by. But you're also not playing the worst teams in your division anymore, and which you could, as I talked about in previous years, bank up wins. And you can bank that, up wins against the bad teams that you wouldn't you, have been playing. You before. don't dominate when you have one team that you can dominate. Hello, Braves versus Rockies, 1993. Uh, they did not lose one game to the Rockies. I was just going to say Braves Rockies 93. That's always front of mind for me. That's now, right. Let's now, move this along because we've been talking for 15 minutes and we only covered one out of the six divisions. Well, that's because you're bringing up points that weren't on the agenda. <laughs> Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. All right. So we're on to the central <laughs> American league central division. We've got the Guardians in first at 545 and 45. I know, right? Uh, and they have a run differential of negative seven. The Twins are in second place, one game below 500, and they're a half game back, obviously, if they're one game below 500. Uh, Tigers are in third at 39 and 50, five and a half back. White Sox in fourth, eight back. And the Kansas City Royals are in last, 19 and a half back. Yeah. So they're out of the picture. Just to throw it out there, one of my surprise teams of the second half, Detroit Tigers. I know. They're, they're, they're getting Riley Green back. They're poised. They got, they got Tariq Skubal back. They pitched a combined, no combined no-hitter. Like The Tigers realize, hey, yeah. we're only five and a half out of this. We're not going to get a wild card, but the Guardians are leading the division, and they're playing 500 baseball. That's right. So shot. they have a shot. Um, so they can pitch and they can hit a little shot. bit. Yeah, they've got some guys who are poised yeah. to, to I, do I, well. They may not do it, but I do think that they'll have a good second half. Um, yeah, I, I personally think the Guardians will get their act together and, and separate. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, they've had some issues with starting pitches and stuff. Yeah, they lost Tristan McKenzie. Yeah. And, you know, so they're probably going to so, trade Shane Bieber. So the Guardians so, so are not putting up a... Just to throw it out there, just to throw it out there to you and the audience, AL Central is a league of its own. Mm-hmm. None of those teams are going to, as you pointed out earlier, none of those teams will make the wild card. So there's a little mini competition going on in the American League for the AL Central. And because they're not only playing themselves as much, everyone's involved in this little mini competition. And the team that wins the AL Central will host. Gets a buy. No. Oh. They don't get a buy because know. they so, have such a terrible record. Yeah. They will be they will host a wild, a card, wild team. card team. They will be they, like the St. Louis Cardinals were last year as a division winner hosting the last in wild right. card team which was the Phillies. Yes. So they'll be the winner of that will be hosting like Probably a red hot 
team that just barely got into the playoffs, like the Red Sox or the Yankees or the Mariners, you know, like, yeah, or the Astros. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I don't think so. Um, So, well, as it stands today, the, the Astros do have that sixth spot. So yeah, sweetie. Yeah. Sorry, I had to close the door. Yeah. All right. Working from home today. Yeah. Well, first of all, you're not working. Um, as far as you know. As okay. Far as I know. Okay. Right. Silently working. All right. So that's where we're AL Central. Very interesting. We'll see what happens there. There's a lot of variables. Minnesota Twins have been getting great starting pitching, and that's about it. Um, so we, we go from there. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to the American League East. This is the powerhouse division in the Major League Baseball. Yeah. Every, Every team, team over is 500, over 500. Every team has a shot to make a wild card or win a division. Yeah. Um, let's just throw it out there. The Rays were great, and they still are great, but the Orioles are gaining on them. Big oh, time. yeah. Yeah. They're only two back. Yeah. We can, and they're, they're the same in the loss column. So yeah. it's like, the Orioles are right there. And the Orioles are trying to be the Reds of the American League and bring uh, I, up all I, their prospects and just go for it. Yeah, I would actually say the Reds are trying to be the Orioles. But um, the Orioles, they, they established something last year. And I believe that the Orioles are the face of young baseball in, in the major leagues. Um, I think they, they epitomize that that whole thing. And they got more down the pipeline as we saw in the futures game and all this other stuff. I know. So Colton Kowser just came up they They've got, uh, they've got Jackson holiday. Yeah. going to jump up to double a now. Um, so and, like, and the game has shifted to a youth game. So there you go. It's yeah. Energy running less, less ham pulled hamstrings. All if that Baltimore stuff. can not screw this up, they can become the Atlanta Braves uh, in terms of just talent at every position. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and, and of course, they're all young players, so they got them wrapped up for at least five, six, four, five, six years mm-hmm. um, till they're, till they're free agents. So, um, yeah, I, I think the Orioles – and it's refreshing. It's good to see teams like that um, yeah. doing that. So, and I could actually see the Yankees finishing last in this division. Because they just, without judge, they just can't hit. They just don't hit. Yeah, yeah. And that whole judge toe business is such a I know. disgrace. Toe business, such a disgrace. You're blaming such this a... on Dodger Stadium, right? Of course, of course. Why not? I mean, don't throw yourself into the wall. I mean, what, what the fuck? Oh come on! Don't put the concrete thing there with the gate that doesn't. The shut concrete properly. has been there. The concrete's been there for sixty years. You don't see all that many broken toes out there. Like, it's just a freak accident. He's the most important player in the league behind maybe Otani. Well, he's, he's supposed to keep him wrapped in bubble wrap. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, well, they're too If they to hadn't play. made the trade for – if they hadn't made the trade for Stanton, then Judge could be DHing more often, and he probably doesn't go crashing into that wall. You want the guy in the outfield. He's a great player. This is this. He can play the game. Just play in, play in places that are safe. He needs to. 
Wait till he crashes into the no place field is brick. particularly safe. <laughs> nope. Dodger Stadium is not any particular amount more unsafe than anywhere else. Really? Okay. Well, I mean, it was a freak accident. OSHA says otherwise. Okay. Um, so the Yankees, Yankees are, you know, they're, they got the perfect game. We thought that maybe would turn them around and evidently it didn't since the Cubs won their first game ever in New York against the Yankees um, yeah. in the history of baseball, which is. And then they amazing. turned around and did another one. They got another they one. Lo- so the Yankees so lost the Cubs to lost the series to the Cubs. The Yankees are losing a lot of series in a row yeah. um, and even getting swept sometimes. Yeah. So it's dark days for the bombers, but you know, they're still seven games over 500. They yeah. can get a wild card spot. They're not terrible. If Judge comes back in August or early September, the Yankees could go on a heater, get that wild card spot, and be a brand new team, especially if they look to add at the deadline. They've got Rodon rejoining the rotation. If Nestor comes back, like they could be kind of like a sleeper pick if Judge rejoins the team. If Judge is not able to get back to full strength and – and uh, full powers by the time the playoffs kick off, they're done. I think any of these teams could win the division. Even the Red Sox? Yep. And part of it is because of the schedule. See, the old schedule, you'd have a lot more inner playing against each other. Now they get to play the AL Central. They get to play a bunch of National League teams. Uh, you know, they're, they're spread out. Um, oh, okay. So we're talking it, strength of schedule for the second half. Do you have that somewhere? No, I don't. But I mean, I'm just saying that they play less games amongst themselves in general now. So they get to beat up on other teams more than beating up on themselves. Right. So, okay. so they have a better chance of moving up. Cause if you're in, in fifth place and everyone's playing everyone else, you, you, it's hard to go up. But if you're, if you know, if you're playing in inner division, but if you're playing outside your division, anyone, everyone can go up you know, on the same day. Boston so, has the 18th hardest strength of schedule for the rest pretty of the season. Well, it's mid, mid table. The yeah, Yankees well. have 16. All right. What are the Tampa Blue has Jays? six. Baltimore has seven. Yeah. Jays. Um, a high strength of schedule is good for tanking. What does that even mean? Well, I mean, tank you, can beat, you can get beat up better if you have a high. Well, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to listen. I don't like this website. That I got. No. Anyway, but blue Jays, blue Jays are one of my sleeper teams. I think they're a team that could get hot and really, and they got some good starting pitching. They got the other guy back. Hopefully he's, he's back in the saddle for them, but they have an explosive offense, even though they got no hit the other day, they still have an explosive offense that could, um, Okay, really, according really. to this, according to Power Rankings Guru, <laughs> strength of schedule remaining rankings show the average difficulty of opponents each team will face for the rest of the season. Hmm. So the Red Sox have the fifth hardest rest of schedule. Oh. Um, You've changed that. It was like 16. I went to a different website. Uh-oh. Okay. Getting, yeah, that's why. Meanwhile, the Yankees mean uh, have the 21st easiest schedule. Oh, okay. Um, Cubs have the easiest schedule. Right. Um, well, anyway, enough of that stuff. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's let's garbage. Let's go to the National League. All National right. League, we're, let's, we're done with. Let's move. Let's go over to the National League. Now, do National you... National uh, League East. National League East. There's one team that's running away with it, and then there's a couple other good teams, 
And yeah, then there's some there's, crap there's, teams. There's a, so Braves are in first place. Uh, Marlins have an amazing. Braves have so the best far. record in baseball. They have the best record in the universe. They're, uh, they, they have, have the a 674 winning percentage. That they're almost playing 700 ball. And they have the worst fans in the universe, but that's a different story. Marlins, uh, 53 and 39, eight and a half back, but they're, but they're 14 games over 500. That's one of our surprise teams. Oh yeah. The year. And we called the- this and right now the Marlins are the number one wildcard team. So the Marlins have nothing to be ashamed of. They're playing great baseball. Yeah. Um, they're playing a combination of, you know, good pitching, timely hitting, contact hitting, running the bases, good defense. If I already said that, like the Marlins are doing everything that we asked them to do when we did our season preview. And now they're, That's right. they're in a great position to carry on and make the playoffs. And then our sleeper rising team who started out terrible with the Philadelphia Phillies, they're in third place, uh, yeah. seven games over 500, 12 games back. Mets have terrible first couple months, um, but they're on, they're bouncing back. I think um, they, they were hot until they hit the Padres. <laughs> um, unfortunately, Padres should have swept that series. That's right. Hello. Hello. Awesome. Kim. I went to the only game um, they lost 42 and 48, uh, six games under, but we'll see. I, I have, I think they're going to really crank it. Um, and then the nationals, here's the thing with the nationals, the nationals have won like four or five or four out of five of their last series. So the nationals mm-hmm. are a tough team. They're playing tough. They're in your face. They're not going to give up. Dave Martinez plays a tough game. Yeah. Um, he went after our favorite player in the universe. And um, and our favorite player in the universe showed him. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, the, if you want to talk about the Nationals for a second and just sure. take hit pause on, um, just hit a quick pause on this um, wraparound that we're that we're doing this whip around or whatever. No, I mean, it's it, um, in there. They have what I'll call an F ton of young talent. Yeah. Um, all the folks that they got from the Dodgers, all the yeah. folks they got from the Padres. Um, we know that James Wood is in double A and just absolutely mashing. Um, he's going to be kind of the, the next you know, they the, people are expecting them to be like the next Ellie De La Cruz or or O'Neill Cruz, just like a six seven mm-hmm. absolute masher. Um, they just drafted last night um, what a lot of people were thinking was going to be the number one overall pick, Dylan Cruz from uh, LSU. Uh, so the Nationals have Dylan Cruz, who's a college level yeah, player. He's re- he's almost ready. So you might not see him in the majors in twenty twenty four, but you might, you will see him in the majors in 2025. For sure. Yeah. So He's shovel ready, as they say. Shovel ready. So, <laughs> um, so the, the, the way that the Nationals competitive window is shaping up for the next few seasons um, is, is looking to time out really well. Um, you know, they've got Lane Thomas, who's like, He's probably got like a war of like 4.5 already. Like he's playing center field. He's knocking in runs. Like the guy's having an incredible season. He's got 2.0 war. Okay. Well, never mind. 
Um, well, let, let's just, let's move on. But but we do know. Here's the deal. What I'm going to say about the Nationals. The Nationals have a bit of spoiler in them. They got they they see the future. They play tough. Uh, they're not an easy win. Um, Hell no. Dave, Dave Martinez brings his game with him with his team, and he's teaching these guys the right way to play and the right way to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's fun to watch. Um, so if the Nationals are playing some team that's in the hunt. Take a watch because yeah, um, they they'll they'll give them you know they might not win they might get blown out but they never give up never give up and yeah. I, I really I really liked it. I got to watch them on Fourth uh, of July they had the first game uh, started eight in the morning here in the West Coast right. and uh, they played the Reds which is you know what we're going to talk about next because we're moving to the Central yeah so watch out for the Nationals that's my bit um, yeah it's fun to watch. Fun to watch, not not boring. Um, and they're okay. learning. There's a lot of learn there. Now we're into the NL Central, which has our surprise team of the, America's team. Uh, yes, quickly becoming America's team, self-proclaimed um, America's team. Cincinnati Reds, fifty and forty-one. They're they're uh, Mark Goldberg's Cincinnati Reds, the oldest right. professional we'll be, team in the country. Uh, in theory. Um, Yes, seven and three over the last ten. They still have a negative run differential, but they're they're gonna they're gonna because when they lose, that. they get blown out. Only right. one team in this NL Central has a positive run differential, and that's the Cubs. Bomb, bomb, baby. So the Milwaukee Brewers are in second, one game back. They they had a, a, a tight series with the Reds. There, the Brewers are yeah. Brewers are are fun to watch. Could be Council's last chance. 49 and 42. Then you got the Cubs. Cubs are interesting. Cubs are a lot of fun. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're mm. five games under 500, but they're competitive as well. And as you said, they have a 26 run uh, plus differential. I know. but I And just then you got the Pirates. The Pirates are another team. Fun, I know. Interesting. Uh, they had a really bad run there. They lost, I think, I don't know, like 11 in a row or something. Um, but they're fighters. And, and they're also a team. That doesn't give up. They're kind of like I know, kind of like the the you know they they just they hang in there. They got some good players, um, you know. They come in with clutch. Um, I don't think that the, I don't think the the Cubs have what it takes to make the playoffs, and I don't think their ownership is necessary. I think they're going to be sellers. I think Ballinger is is um, going to be traded. Um, I think the P- Cubs want to restock the farm system. They don't have the pitching to carry them through the playoffs. It's, I think as fun as they've been, I think it's the Cubs or sellers at the deadline. All right. So let's get to, let's finish the, the list here. You got the St. Louis Cardinals, the biggest underachievers yeah. of the yeah. year. Um, 11 and a half back. They're 38 and 52. If you're saying the Cubs are sellers, what do you say? The Cardinals are a flea market or not? Oh, the Cardinals are definitely going to be sellers, but it's going to be so? more. It's going to be more of like a purge. It's going to ah. be like Tyler O'Neill, Jack Flaherty. Like they're gonna, they're gonna be like selling players that like you know haven't either don't fit in with their current situation or are expiring contracts or haven't performed. Like the Cardinals are going to have some sort of fire sale. Um, I, and they're they're going to hold on to their key pieces. Obviously, their their corner infielders are not going anywhere. Jordan Walker's not going anywhere. They've got a bunch of these kind of utility guys that everybody loves. 
like like Brandon Donovan and Tommy Edmond. I think they're safe, but the the Cardinals are gonna are gonna be sellers. And... Yes, but so the two guys that everyone's been talking about starting pitching because everyone needs starting pitching, of course, Jordan Montgomery and Flaherty, right? But Montgomery just hurt himself. Oh, he just got. I don't know how serious it was, but they had to take him out of a game. So I don't know. I I think. Uh, but here's what I think. I think the Cardinals are not going to be major sellers. I think they're other than, like you said, these contract kind of situations, because I think they've kind of just written this year off as mm-hmm. some sort of fluke. Now, yep. I don't know if that's true or not. In my opinion, I don't think it is. I think you have a, a serious um, uh, management approach issue going on there. That is, is dicey. And, um, and I don't know. I I think there's a lot of. I think there's more serious problems with the Cardinals than they think. And I think the fans uh, are going. To, uh, fans are upset. Um, they they're not they're not going to take. This yeah. Lightly. And, no, but the, the fans will the fans will understand if the Cardinals make some some trades at the end and say goodbye to some familiar faces. No, the Cardinals the fans will be fine with that. What what I think is the difference is. The Cardinals, I don't think, will be fine if they stick with this management and all signs look like they're sticking with this management. You mean Ali Marmol or the the whole management? The Marmol, I don't know about the GM or not, but but I I do think there's some you know there's some serious questions there and and strategies and all kinds of things coming out of you know Mm -hmm. great run by this Cardinals team for you know over a decade now essentially fifteen years. Um, I think, or even longer, I think people, they, they want to know, cause I, I think the firing of their last manager was sudden and shocking and not deserved the and Mike Schilt, Mike Schilt. And then you get to this and you're like, this is what we got rid of that guy for. Well, and- you know, I think what happened to the Cardinals, um, this year is kind of what happened to the Giants last year, which was like they lost the cornerstone of their team, which was their franchise catcher. And then the team is just kind of in a tailspin. Um, obviously, the Cardinals have more talent in 2023 than the Giants had in 2022. But, but uh, you know, even a Paul, Paul Goldschmidt and Arenado coming off like mega years last year, the, the Cardinals have one top prospect in Jordan Walker in their team, you know, in their major league system. And they have one more Mason win. Who's like a double a shortstop. Who's a, a, a very, you know, well-regarded prospect. But like, other than that, like they, they need, um, I mean, they've already promoted Nolan Gorman to the majors. He's up there. Yeah. Dylan, he's a good player. I mean, guys like Dylan Carl Carlson, they're they are who they're gonna be. They're not. They don't have another step. Like we already all all know what Dylan Carlson is, but he might just be good enough to where you say, okay, we can let we can let Tyler O'Neill go. We can let Tommy Edmond go, and uh, you know, kind of restock the the minor league system. Right, but they've gotten rid of some really great players. And my point is that they've they've shed ple- people who are now stars around the league i think the two guys in the home run hitting contest were in the cardinals uh, oh you mean like bad trades of of 
players when when they were young and management. I see. See, I think I think last year was a hangover of Schilt, and I think last year's playoffs is on this guy's watch. I think he blew. I think everyone thinks he blew that playoff series against the Phillies mm-hmm. home. All that. I think that was like, and then he rolls into this season and they they suck. I mean, there's no other two ways around it. And well, their record sucks, but the team, the core of the team is talented. Right, but if the but the record but sucks and exactly. the the pitching and the starting rotation sucks. That's right, and I think that's where I'm saying is that. If you're saying, oh, you're not you, but the Cardinals are saying, well, we're just going to write this year off. We're going to stick with management. I think fans are going to go, wait a second. I think we need a new set of eyes managing this team because we do have lots of talent. Um, So if we have lots of talent, who's at fault? My book, it's the manager. And and, and someone has to make that change, I think. Mm. Because I don't think they will, though, because this guy is like – He's a system throughout their whole system. He's been with them for like whatever mm-hmm. twelve years or something. So, so there and well, so I, was Mike Schilt. Well, he, they got to a certain point. There was something with him that they didn't like, and and they got rid of him, and they went with someone who he probably, cursed. He cursed in that celebration, and uh, somebody videotaped it. Is that what it ultimately was? I don't know. I don't but, know. I, I just think that he he may be somebody who stood on his own ground and probably said something that someone in in middle management didn't like to hear in general, and they got rid of him. Um, and then they put in a guy who they think they can control. But the problem is, you control him because he wouldn't be manager anywhere else, and you then have to suffer the consequences of of that decision. And I really, I really, you know, when you have a team that's talented. You got to look at manager if they're not playing well. So I, I, I think if somebody good came available, they might think about changing the manager. Yeah. But I think, so I think more importantly is, is like they need to figure out if Wilson Contreras is actually going to be able to be um, the, the core guy at catcher after losing, you know, essentially but, the, the heart and soul of, of the entire team last but how year. was that handled that was so handled so weirdly and no one nobody knew like they were like oh we're going to use him as a dh what huh you know what i mean like they were they were putting the blame on him for them not playing well which i don't think is just you can't put it on one player it's like and... saying go in go replace yadier molina and and just hit like him and catch like him and work you know um you know, lead the pitching staff like right. him. Like he, he's like an all-time Hall of Fame type player um, who played until he was 39, 40 years old. Right. And, um, you know, maybe the Cardinals uh, suffered for having not come up with a better replacement plan for Yachty, uh, you know, until this year. And they're bringing over a guy from the Cubs, Contreras, who has always been thought of as a, a, a bat first catcher. Um, yeah, but he's a win. He's a winner, and I think they put him in a position to lose. And and again, that's management, and that's what I'm saying is that you've got and and then when you and this started early this season with the whole thing with O'Neill and benching him because he didn't run and calling him out in a press conference. That's all. That all matters. I mean, 
Definitely. That stuff affects how a team plays. But I don't the, know that they put him in a position to lose. They just put him in a position. Like they, the Yankees put Didi Gregorius in a position to lose following after Jeter, but he didn't lose. You know what no, I mean? No, I think I think but I think you're I think it's a whole different thing. I don't think they worked with I don't think they were they handled it correctly because it's not like, you know, yeah, the Giants lost Buster Posey and they brought in Joey Bart. Okay. It's a rookie, whatever. And there's, yeah. there's a lot of things, but they're bringing in a guy, they sign him to a contract. He's, he's a winner. Yes. He, he might not have as good a glove as say like uh, Molina, but who did, I mean, maybe Buster Posey sometimes. I'm going to give, and, I'm going to give Wilson Contreras the first inaugural Bob Shimon award. They hired the wrong guy for the wrong job. And now they're paying the price. No, I think they managed the, the right guy with the wrong approach. And I, I really think this, this manager is not that good of a manager. And I think it's really shown up. He's shown up players. He's got a, uh, he feels all the pressure. I've watched a lot of his press conferences post game when they were losing because it's interesting things. They had to cut away from one of his press conferences because he was saying things about the Cardinals fans. Yeah. And and the Cardinal fans run that team on uh, to a certain level. They have a lot more voice than other places and the the management will listen to them. And if they try to force this guy further down the line, I then what? Then you implode again and then where are you? So I, I think, think the Cardinals are going to they're going to Trade at the deadline. They're going to look to restock their pitching. Uh, they're going to look to restock their pitching depth with some actual good pitchers, not like, you know, mediocre guys. And um, Flaherty, probably not going to be signed. He'll probably be, re- be traded. He'll probably too, get traded. Too injury trade. prone. Yeah. So the Cardinals have some work to be done. And, uh, I feel like the fans will accept it. We got to move on from the Cardinals. This is yeah. not this is not even a Cardinals podcast. It is now. All right, so we're moving on to the NL West. Okay, surprise, what you've surprise. all been waiting for. Surprise, the best surprise. division in baseball. Tied for first place, but not with the same record. The Dodgers actually have a better winning percentage. They're 51-38. They didn't play yesterday, which was weird. Um, Arizona Diamondbacks. Out. 52 and 39. Yeah. Uh, tied. And then your San Francisco Giants, 49 and 41 at the break, two and a half back. Looking and good, tough. Giants. Yeah. Uh, San Diego Padres on the up, six and four over the last 10. They're, they're four games under 500. They're another team, I think, that like the Mariners have turned the corner. Um, they're coming on. Yeah. Eight and a half back. And then the Rockies um, down there at the bottom. Way out of it. Struggling yeah. with all kinds of issues. Not even worth talking about. But the no. exciting thing is that your San Francisco Giants are the third wild card. If the season ended today, the Giants would be off to play the Cincinnati Reds in a three game wild card series. Now, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, they're only a half game above the Brewers, I think. They're well, okay, whoever wins the NL Central. Yeah. The Giants but, would be that third the third wild yeah. card. Yeah, yeah. No, and that and that's great. And 
And here's what I really like about the the Giants right now is they have a lot of balance. Um, they're 26 and 22 at home, 23 and 19 on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that gives a lot of like hope, right? Because I think their home record is actually going to increase down the down the way, and their road record will probably stay about the same. So I, I well, think you put, if you do the math on that, they've played 48 games at home and only 41 games, 42 games on the road. Yeah. So they're going to play more road games in the second half. So that's right. Add that but I think they'll do better at schedule. home. They'll do better at home, so they'll pick up some games there. Now, the Diamondbacks are road warriors. They're 26 uh-huh. and 15 on the road. And, uh, they're, and they're just two... about 500 at home, which is it's, weird. It, well, I th- you know what I think it is? I think a lot of baseball players consider Phoenix their home. <laughs> Right. So I think when, when teams get there, they're actually with their their family. Well, it's their home for spring training, and maybe it's their home uh, in the off season. The families, yeah, a lot of families live there. I mean, like no. If that. you want to get into baseball, you just move to the Phoenix, Greater Phoenix area, because yeah, and you're going to stumble got, into some job. Um, it's, but anyway, it's like the capital of baseball right now. Now, basically. now let's look at our Dodgers. Your Dodgers, your your favorite team down there. What? Um, yeah, and he's your, they're your favorite. They're Get your the hell team. out of here. They're Get your the home hell. team. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Stones throw away. Anyway, 29 and 16 at home. Yeah. Okay? Only 500 on the road. I know. So that's interesting. They're, they've been playing a lot better recently. They, got, they may have some people coming back, although May is out for the season. He's not coming back. No, their um, pitching is still a bit of a shambles. Yeah. I mean, every day I look up and I'm like, who are the Dodgers running out there? Now, Bobby Miller has come up and generally been really good. Urias had a great outing his last time out. That Gonsolin, Sheen guy too, the Irish guy. Sheehan. And then it looks like they're going with Michael Grove as their fifth starter, Ooh. unless somehow Walker Bueller can get back this year and be effective. And and Kershaw, of course, is due back at some point. At some, yeah, presumably. Um, Bueller's so, due back early September, they say. Like so, yeah. But we know but, how these things go. When but that means, back. I mean, don't you think the Dodgers and I think the Giants looking to to trade for a starting pitcher? Um, yeah, I guess so. They need it, but. But here's the difference. The Dodgers don't have much trade bait. No, exactly, because they blew a lot of it to watch. That's why the Nationals are so good. Um, I mean, futurally good. Um, but the, I think it's really – I just think the Giants' bullpen is super strong, um, and I think that's the Dodgers' weakness. I mean, they've, they've turned it around a little bit more recently, but – they have they have serious pitching issues. Like we, and and their balance is their their lineup is not balanced. And they've chosen that this year. They chose not to really do anything. And they had mm. some hard luck with mm-hmm. some injuries. Obviously, Gavin Lux and and the other guy yeah. not playing as well. Vargas, Vargas, and they sent him down um, as we talked about earlier. So, Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks are energy, right? They're like. They're kind of like the guardians, I think, of this year. Um, that they're so young, and they're just playing balls out. Um, and um, so it, it, it's, but that will be interesting to see how that stretches out for the full season, right? Because 
as we know from young players, their energy, since they never played a 162-game season in their life, um, their energy can dip later in the season. And it will be interesting to see how that plays out with with certain certain But the Dodgers' starting nine is actually a very old team. Yes. Um, They really – I mean, with Vargas going down to AAA – yeah. You've got Outman as your only rookie. Yep. Um, you got, I mean, you've got Hayward's Johnny. playing a lot and he's. No, they're going to start Mookie at second base for the rest of the season. Um, unless they're facing a lefty in which they'll put um, Chris Taylor at second. Right. So he, like, he's still Mo- hurt though. Isn't he still out? I mean, I think he's still I, he, out. they're saying he's going to be back oh, after okay. the all-star break. All right. So when they're facing a righty, they're going to have Peralta, Hayward and Outman. All right. lefties in the outfield. Hayward, Mo- yeah. Peralta, Hayward, and Outman all in the outfield and move Mookie to second base. Miggy Rowe has actually been doing well, playing a great third base and actually getting some clutch hits. It seems like mm-hmm. he's he's actually hitting all right this season. He, um, he's j- kind of j- become a, 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 a linchpin in that in that infield. Like he's yeah. He's, Dude, he's, he's so good. The, he's putting the innings in and and has a lot of a lot of respect from the other players. Yeah, um, no, talk about a glue guy. I mean, he yeah, he's fantastic, and he's doing all the right things, hitting ninth, and just uh, really keeping that team together. But so but I'm a little bit afraid this, of the Dodgers in the let second Let me ask half. you this, since you know them so well, since they're your home team. Um, uh, I mean, they really only have though four guys in the lineup you got to be wor- seriously worried about like consistently uh, worried about no, and I, I would completely disagree they really have like six so, seven guys no i don't think so i think it's betts freeman smith will smith the catcher and muncie when muncie plays i think everyone else i'm not saying they're bad players but i'm just saying that if you're facing that team those are the four guys you really worry about and i would even say you really worry about Betts and Freeman. Um, well, yeah, those are the two that seem to never get out and are always on base <laughs> and always scoring runs Clutch. and always coming through. Yeah. But Muncie is a freaking beast. Oh, he's a, he, yeah. he just goes yard at will to the, deep, to the yeah, deepest of center field. Yeah. J.D. Martinez is an all-star again. Oh, Junior? Okay, Junior Martinez. And also him, yeah. Peralta has actually been really good for them in the last two, three weeks. That's right. He's Hayward earned a starting too. job. Hayward again, consistent. Yeah. And then yeah. Outman has pulled out of his like rookie slump and has had some big days I, for them. I so agree. I agree. so it's kind of a more fearful lineup than it was a month ago. Maybe. Um, I, I still think that that it, it will not sustain. It will it will. Yeah, unlike other years where this, you know, the Dodgers go on those rolls where they win like it will sustain 30, 30 out of 40. The Dodgers are going to win this division going away, and it's not no, even. No, I don't. I don't agree. I don't. The Dodgers so. are going to win this division by eight games. No, I, I disagree. They're not going to. I don't because... want them to, but they are going to. No, they're not. They're not. And I'll tell you why. Their road record says a lot, and they're 500 on the road. Um, and, and they have probably, let me just look, I'm looking at the teams here. Yep. They have the worst manager in the division and, <laughs> um, and, and, uh, you know, and I just, I just think that 
unless they do something really crazy at the trade deadline, which I don't think they will because I think they've they've kind of set they might get a starter or something, but they've kind of like set this year as the year that we're gonna bring it back down a little bit and you know make it competitive. And that's why I don't think they're gonna run away with the division. I'm not saying they're not gonna win the division, but I don't think they're gonna run away with it. Um I don't think they have the the wherewithal. And I really believe because they're playing the Rockies less <laughs> that that actually helps the other teams in the division. So um those extra six games are going to matter um, and uh, that they're not playing the Rockies. Now, this I, is fascinating. Sorry, go ahead. Because Oh, I was going to say, and this is why I say the Dodgers on the road is important because the Dodgers have become the, the most – hate is a strong word, but the mo- they're kind of like the evil empire right now. They've kind of surpassed the Yankees as the evil team coming to town and you and everyone wants to beat the Dodgers when they come to town mm-hmm. all the fans want to beat the Dodgers some of the Dodger fans want to beat the other team's fans but um the, it's it's really there's a bit of a you get up for those series against the Dodgers because you know you're on you're playing a team that has played so well for so long you know so um, with only one World Series, we're the one. But um, um, why do we do this? Why why do we do this? <laughs> because it's fun. That's baseball. Okay. Baseball okay. has well, always listen. been like. So anyway, that's what my take is. You think they're going to run away with it with eight games? I yeah. don't think so. I think the Padres are going to get back in this mix. I think it's going to be a serious, crazy four-way race. And I'll tell you, run differential again. Those four teams are up in the green. Uh, Rockies are not. So it's similar to the AL East. The um, NL West is going to be the strongest division down the stretch. The Dodgers are going to win the NL West. They're going to get a first round bye with having one of the two best records. The Braves are going to have the best record. The Dodgers are going to have the second best record. So the Dodgers will play the winner of the Giants Reds. And it's going to be the Giants. And it's going to be Dodgers-Giants in a five-game series with the Dodgers having home field advantage and the Giants having only two games at home. And it's going to be the Giants' chance of revenge for 2021 when they were uh, booted out of the playoffs on a bad check swing call. That would be interesting. Um, But... I don't think the Dodgers are going the division. I, I think I, I they might, but I... What did you just say? Young players have a tendency to fade. Corbin yeah. Carroll is a rookie. He yeah. also has had a recurring shoulder injury that he just aggravated. The car- I don't think the, the Diamondbacks are going to win the division either. You think the Padres are going to win the division? Well, I think... I, I, I still think... I think the Padres have a run in them, Right. And they've got to get to the the playoffs. Yes. But no, I I think to get into the division, I, I, they're only eight and a half back. And, um, and like I said, since you don't play as many interdivision games, you can maybe pick up some games other ways and get and jump ahead. But Uh, I don't think the Padres have cured any of their, any of their issues. Okay. They're playing better as of late, but that mostly just means they're winning games that, 
Previously in the season, they've lost all of them. The biggest issue with the Padres is their hitting, right? This season mm, so far. The bullpen has been a kind of a disaster. Yeah, whatever. But but I still think their stars weren't being stars. I think their stars are going to be stars down the stretch. We just saw Manny hit two home runs off Max Scherzer yesterday. One in left field, one as far as possible in right field. That's pretty good. If Manny gets hot, Padres will be hot. I just think their offense is going to turn. They, they have a great record in July, right? I think they're, what, 7-2 and two or something? Okay. Well, that's nice enough. But I'm just get, saying the Padres, the Padres make a ton of mental mistakes, base running mistakes. Um, they, they, have, they haven't won a single extra inning game all season. They're like 0-9 in extra inning games. Like, mm-hmm. they're just unclutch, okay? And I'm biased as a fan because I'm frustrated. But the Padres haven't shown – they still have – a ocean of talent, but they're not using that talent, and that talent is not is not coming through for them um, as often as you would like. So right. I think the pot the Padres are going to come back from the All Star break, the same Padres that left, uh, like a uh, just a room full of big egos and high salaries, and I don't think they're going to play together any better. Than they have. There's no sign of Grisham turning it around or Cronenworth turning it around. Yeah, uh, but it's the stars, and I, I think those stars, their 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 statistics are so waning that that's where you know you you put the odds on them. It's like Soto. Remember, everyone's like, "Oh, Soto sucks." Soto blah, in April and blah blah blah. He's played really well. Yeah, and Soto's been playing well. Tatis has around. been playing well. Yeah, and, um, and Manny's Manny been and really well. Bogarts have been injured. Yeah. So hopefully they can heal up a little bit over the That's break. Right. I um, mean, I'm just saying that there, and I agree. There's no way they're not going to win an extra inning game this year. They're 0 and 8. Um, I think what's interesting about the Padres is they they're terrible on the road. I mean, they're way worse on the road, and but they're over two games over 500 at home because that home field really with the sold out games and everything jacks those guys up yeah the um, fans are the best granted those best two games fans in, in Mexico, baseball they get them over 500 but um but it, it's I, I anyway i just think because the, the season ebb and flows and I, I i i take everyone back to the yankees last year the yankees rolled into the all-star game like nobody's business right would they have like yeah. seven players in the all-star game ah oh, they yucked it up they were like yeah Hit, they were over 600 as a team, and they just went. It was all downhill from there. It was terrible. And who and are you saying is going to do that this year? Go down? Who's Who was the Yankees of 2023? That's, Ooh, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's comparable, because I don't think the Rays, I don't think the Rays can play that bad. Like, I just don't think you know, physically. So I don't really see any team like that this year, other than maybe, maybe the diamondbacks may come back down to earth a little bit more, but, but I'm picking not, them to, they're to not, fall off. Unfortunately. They're not super high up. Like the Yankees were like, they're not over 600. You see what I'm saying? Like they're, they're not. And I don't think the Braves that will happen to the Braves. And I think the Braves are going to be the, and Braves. you know what the biggest problem is for the Padres um, outside of their bullpen. Mm. They're DH. 
they're not getting any production from their yeah, DH. They got rid of Nelson the, Cruz. They got right? they got rid of Nelson Cruz. Yeah. But the guy that they kept, Matt Carpenter. Two fifty in April, hit one twenty nine in May, one sixty seven yeah. in June, and hasn't had a hit in July. Yeah. Like their DH no, position is tragic. Like, well, I think I think what the what the what the the point of the Nelson Cruz thing, and 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 I I've told you my feelings on what the Padres' problem is. They're too set in their way, and they say, "Oh, we'll just put them out there, and they're going to do this." They need to be a much more flexible team. Do a lot more moving players around, getting things put, you know, in the lineup, even getting to action. And I think that, I think as the stars play, they'll get better. And hopefully Bob Melvin realizes that otherwise his days are numbered. And I don't think the Padres have the acumen that like a Farhan does or the Rays do, you know, like they, I don't think the Padres have it in them to, to mix and match. And, you know, yeah, maybe not to that extent, but I think the stars, I think statistically the stars are going to shine brighter in the second half is what I'm saying. Uh, unlike the younger players, they're actually going to get better in the second half because they've had some injuries. They've had some, you know, spells of things. I think um, I, I th- that's just my take. I, I just think that that, that if they – because if they don't, then what are you going to do? You got to you got to really break up that team because it's 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 broken. You know if if they don't do that, so I think I'd they be realize shocked that. if the Padres make the playoffs. Okay, but I'm just saying that they have the talent to do it, but they're going to have to overachieve because no, I think they're just going to have to achieve. I think they've underachieved so far, right? And and there's they're they're the players are high caliber players. They're not. I mean, they got they have three guys in that lineup that are must watch everything they do on the field. Mm-hmm. Three guys. There's no other team that has that. Dodgers only have two. Um, you know, I'm not talking about pitchers. I'm talking about players. The You're Braves talking about have, Manny Soto and Tatis. That's right. Those guys. Because when Soto is with the with the Nationals, he's a must watch guy, right? Um, he's still a must watch guy. Yeah, of course he is. Him, Manny, and Soto, and uh, Tatis, Manny, and um, Soto are must watch, much watch players. You watch everything they do when they're on the field, everything. And wow. it's hard because you can't when they're in the field. You can only, you know, you can't watch everything they're doing because you're watching the other guys sometimes. But when they're hitting, I want to watch those guys. Everything, every take, every swing, every whatever, everything they do, even when they're walking up to the plate. I mean, come on, Soto. You want to watch that guy all the time. He's doing some weird thing on the bases. He's mm-hmm. doing, he's like moving around. He's like sidestepping. He's doing all kinds of stuff. I know. He's, you know, he's probably the most exciting player to watch in all of baseball. He is into everything that he's doing on that field. So, I mean, Mookie's so, pretty, ex- it's either Mookie, Mookie or Soto. Yeah. Mookie's another one. Mookie is just like every catch Mookie makes. I mean, he, even the flair of him catching a fly ball is more interesting than most players catching a fly ball. And he's casually playing shortstop and second base uh, yeah, and, and with the a, yeah, above exactly. average yeah. outs above average. Yeah. And it's just like, you want to watch Freeman's every at bat. I mean, I was at that game. He fouled off. Like it was like an 18 pitch at bat or something. Freeman's yeah. just a Freeman's just not even human. He's like, a freak. I, I think like, the way his body is constructed, <laughs> no, we, it's we like about this. the way his arms, the way his arms move, 
Yeah. I just think his bat never leaves the zone. Like yeah. his bat just moves through the strike zone um, and never, it doesn't have any holes in his swing. Can, so like can, as long as he doesn't swing too early or too late, he's making contact, solid can, contact. Can I say, is he from Westworld? <laughs> he's unreal, this he, guy. He's like a robot. And with those pant, that pant line is really funny. Like the way he, his pants are kind of I know. high. It's boring it's, pants, it's, but yeah, what are you going to do? It's, it's like dad pants, you know, like. Um, it's <laughs> well, Mookie funny. has so enough anyway, flair for the both of them. Yeah, and I, I think the Diamondbacks, I mean, you know, uh, Corbin Carroll, like you want to watch that guy all the time. Is you know? Freddie your NL MVP? No, Mookie. Mookie? Yeah. Yeah, Mookie Betts is that he's the most interesting player to watch. The guy's got so many leadoff home runs. He's got uh, just he plays three positions or whatever. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, he's unreal. But you know, like Freddie, um, Freddie steals bases too. He does, but he, oh wait, sorry, I forgot about Ronald Acuna. Well, I no, I, I mean I, that's I, not even close. The guy no, is no, obviously no, I, gonna. I thought you were talking about NL West players. No, no, yeah. I'm talking NL MVP. Obviously, oh, is Acuna. Acuna, yeah, for yeah, sure. Sure. But, but Mookie and Freddie are second and third. Yeah, Carroll's up in the discussion too, though. So even as a rookie, he's he's involved in a lot of different things, and he's a great player. He's a player you want to watch all the time. You want to see what he's doing, you know. And uh, and there are there you know like the Mets got Lindor and Al, you know Fonzie you want to see them play all the time and, uh, and yeah and and so you know the Giants really don't have that kind of player I mean Crawford in the field is is interesting and Schmidt is making some and and Patrick Bailey but they're not even in the league of what the other guys we're talking about so it's yeah. it's not even not even close. Um, on those fronts. And there's only a few players that are, that have that, that you want to watch like all the time. And it's great. I mean, yeah. Trout and Otani are in that class, you know, um, they, they're just, you know, you can't stop watching them because yeah. you might miss something. Judge. You want to talk about an exciting player to watch though. And this is a tangent. Who's your guy. Um, I've already, I've been texting you about this guy. Um, we got to see Justin Verlander up close on Friday night. Um, and just watching this guy work. Um, his mechanics are just so good. And his delivery is so deceptive. Mm -hmm. um, you just see like why he's had the continued success over all yeah. these years. Um, I, I was sitting about as close as you can get to the pitcher and the batter. Yeah. And um, the way his delivery comes like, you can't even really see the ball until it's already been thrown. Right. There's no, there's no like. He, he's got it well covered. It, it was just, it was just baffling how anybody yeah. hits off this guy at all. Not to mention his breaking ball, his, you know, his, his location. He does, he does great things of it with the ball when he throws it. Yeah. But also no, just he, his he, delivery is just mesmerizing. And I how long. How long has he been doing this? What was his first? Coming year? up on ten years. I mean, no, uh, twenty no, years. Sorry, twenty years. Yeah, exactly. And and a bounce back year last year with the coming from surgery and and winning the Cy Young. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, he he is amazing. But I have to say, all that said, all the things that you're talking about, 
probably also affected his his ability in the World Series because the way he pitches and the innings he pitches throughout the year really hurt him in these World Series over the years. Um, well, and he finally broke that last year. And, that, and that, I'm really happy for him in that sense because I yeah. do think he is, you know, uh, an absolute treasure of starting pitching. And, and, you know, we don't get to see too many guys like that anymore there, yeah. there were more guys like that in the old days the jim palmers the steve carlton's you know these kind of guys that would just you know they were going to pitch forever um and you know uh so yeah it's 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 great and i and i love a good starting pitcher who can who can take up a bunch of innings you know so i just think like uh his consistency like it was just like it really blew me away to see him doing his thing like up close uh i was just dazzled by like the movement and like everything on his pitches like i'm not even expressing it very well but like um you know you you like to think like okay yeah uh there's a top 10 pitchers in the league and they're all really exciting and verlander's a name we've heard for so long that like nobody really gets excited about anymore um, oh, I yeah, I disagree. But yeah, I mean, from my standpoint, um, he's I mean, he's he's a gem. Maybe if I saw Max Scherzer up that close, I'd be like, Max Scherzer's the guy. You know what I mean? But uh, well, he's a, Scherzer's a different guy. But there, there, he's you know, um, he he's a. I think to your point, Verlander is like a well-oiled machine, like. He does that thing that he does, and it, players can't pick up on the ball because he's so consistent with it. And he's so, like, I mean, you look at his his career. I mean, he's got 247 wins and 3.25 ERA, mm-hmm. um, you know. And he's got uh, how many Cy Young awards? If I had Dude. to, um, If I had to pick one pitcher... Dude. To start three. a playoff game, three Cy Young, a one-game playoff. Yeah, and I had to choose between Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. That's right. I would absolutely go Verlander. That's right. Even though Cole is arguably the better pitcher. Yep. And and um, and I'll tell you something too. And like I said, it was it's amazing because his record in the division series. I don't think he's pitched any. Uh, let's see, pitching any wild cards. I don't think he pitched any wild cards, but his record in the division series is eight and one with a three ERA. Um, so that that's saying a lot, you know. Yeah, and he's got ninety strikeouts and seventy nine innings with thirty walks, and in his championship record, he's seven and four with a three ERA. And um, 90 strikeouts in 80 innings. I mean, how much more consistent can you be with only 18 walks in those 80 innings 
of you know championship play. His World Series is a different thing, but I think that's a physical thing. I don't think that's a well, it's a small sample size. You know, he's only made a handful of World Series starts. In well, his life. he's made nine, and he's one in six. Two handfuls, and he, and he has a five point six three ERA. Okay, and... fine, but I don't think that's indication of anything that he just had bad bad outings against. You know, no, I think it's, the I think other it's... best team and the other. You know, when you're facing a team in a World Series, you're facing a red hot team because they had to be that good to get there. So, you know, like the World Series is harder than every other stage of the playoffs. No, I think it's a it's a number of innings pitched and that that he is pitched, he's led the league in innings pitched four years. He averages, I think, let's see, is his average his average 162 game average is 223 innings a year. So, uh, over his career. So, so you think he just goes ham in the DL? Uh, the division series and the championship series, but then he just hits a wall right at the it, world series. Yes. I think, I think it's just consistent because it's too consistent. Um, and I think last year he had a little bit of a buffer because uh, he was coming off an injury, had an amazing year. And okay. I think Dusty Baker managed him in a, in a, in a way that helped him for that. But he's a guy that's a horse and people, and if you're a manager, right, you're just, oh, I want that guy out there as much as possible. You know, it's like, so I, mm. I think, and because I didn't, I don't think it's anything else. Because I think it's just like you know, like anyone who's an athlete, they have a certain point where they're going to be tired, you know. Right. So, okay. Well. But 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 I, he's he's one of my he's one of the the of our current batch of players, all time great Hall of Famer. Um, yeah. Just just like you said, just a yeah. A man of consistency, you know. I was blown away. I drank the Kool-Aid. Uh -huh. I was just like, you know, thought he was just, you know, one of the, like, you know, upper echelon of guys. Now I think yeah. he may be the best of his generation. Yeah, and, and, and he only had two seasons where his ERA was above uh, four, four and above. All his other seasons, he was below four. He's three and below, three something and below, mm -hmm. which is pretty amazing. I mean, and you know, consistency game started. Um, yeah, he even had back in 2012. I'm just looking at his stats here. He had six complete games in 2012. I guarantee you, there weren't many other players around that time getting six complete games. You like to watch baseball? You excited for the home run derby tonight? You know, I've learned to like it. Because it's been around so long that it's actually now become its own sport? No, I just think that, that I've taken the time to, to watch it. I took the time last year to watch it. Mm. Um, and where I hadn't really taken the time. A lot of time I wasn't, I wasn't um, able to watch it for different reasons. Um, but Who are you year, picking I, to win it? Oh, um, polar bear. You're going with the the two-time champion, Pete Alonzo? Yeah, yeah. Pete Alonzo's going to win it. I mean, I mean there's my a lot pick of the... home, home field, you know, guy, but Rodriguez. Um, I would love to see Julio put Pete Alonzo out in the first round. I'm so bored of watching Pete Alonzo in that. I, I want to see somebody new in there, even if it is, has to be, you know, somebody that you don't expect like you think they'll fix it like last year first of all louis robert 
versus Adley. I think Adley's going to win. Um, I've seen Adley Rushman on baseball bat bros is taking batting practice. Oh, really? He's out of control. He, really? he has a lot more, he has a lot more raw power than he has game power. Uh-huh. Um, and I just think he'll thrive in the Derby, at least in the first round. I don't know what kind of stamina he's going to have because, you know, being a catcher and all. Mm-hmm. Adelise Garcia versus Randy. Cool. Adelise Garcia swings so fucking hard. I don't know if he has, like, he, I don't know if he's going to, like, have enough, like, energy left at the end. Like, every time Adelise Garcia swings the bat, he, like, falls to his knees. He just swings so flipping hard. So if you think of the home run derby as like its own event, you have to pace yourself. You have to just have a steady swing. I don't know if he can even do that. Uh, Randy Rosarena is like one of my favorite players in the game. Uh, I don't even know what, how he would do now. Mookie versus Vlad Guerrero. Of course you want Mookie, but I think Vlad Guerrero just has so much more raw power. Uh, He, if he gets on a roll, he's going to, He's going to crush Mookie. Uh, And then, like we discussed, Pete versus Julio. You want Julio, but Pete has just shown an ability to just kind of put his head down and win this thing. Yeah. And I think he won it. You know, it's funny because in those two years that he won it, he made more money winning that than he was getting paid for the season. I know. I know. Which is insane. But so, so I mean, Pete's the... the incentive, you know. I'll take Vladdy just because Vladdy's been close. He, you know, he made it to the final against Pete um, the first time he won it. So maybe Vladdy kind of, you know, he's got his coach pitching to him as we talked about his manager. So (laughs) my money's on Vladdy for this year. Although I'd love to see somebody weird like Randy or Rushman win it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I I think we're just going to call that part with, uh, Garcia and Rosarena is the, the cardinal part and um, and they're both I, I, I just I just you know what I think it's also a lot of fun you know last year they had a bit of a fix they screwed Schwarba against uh, yeah pool holes um, there was some counting issue there that they lost track of yeah so whatever uh, but I'm going to tell you one thing and this is the most important thing of this whole discussion more people watch the home run eating contest than the slam dunk contest. <laughs> and the reason is the slam dunk contest doesn't really have stars anymore. They've got like the guy who won last year, I think was in the G league or something. Right. <laughs> like most of the season. And yeah. so, but this is, this is baseball. It's finest. And you know what? The other thing is baseball owns July. Yep. Nobody can touch baseball during July. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's the month of baseball and it's, you know, October, they always say, Oh, October's no, it's not anymore. Unfortunately, because football and all this other crap, but baseball owns July and they they're learning how to own it and to wear it and be it. Um, we're all talking baseball and, you know, you turn on sports talk and they're talking baseball. They're not. I mean, there's ex- a lot of exciting stars in the game right now. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, and the game is more exciting. So, yeah. So Are they going to have the. Who's your, who's your top five players that you like? 
my top five players. Yeah, the top five exciting guys you like to watch. Like if they're on, you're gonna put those guys on right now. Okay. Well, this is maybe the subject for another podcast. Well, this is a starter. But it's just to throw it out there. Yeah. Um shit. Well, where do I start? I There's mean one guy. There's only one guy you start with these days. Fernando. No. Estuary Ruiz. No. Julio Rodriguez. No. Strike five. I don't want to start with Acuna. De La Cruz. I mean, okay, that fine. Guy, yeah. That guy is just, that's, he's, he's, he's. We should so talk excited. about his stealing home the other day. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, we'll just, we'll just throw him out there. Anyway, just to tell everyone, drop whatever you're doing when this guy's playing. It's just it's just amazing, fun baseball, especially if he's hitting left-handed. Um, gets on first base, steals second. Next pitch, steals third, right? Steals third, and as the, on the same pitch, same pitch, after stealing third, the pitcher is turns his back and walks up the pitcher's mound, not paying attention. Not even takes off a, the mound, though. He's still there. He's on the mound. He's walking yeah. up the mound toward the pitching rubber. Yeah. And he just takes off for home and yeah. steals home. Yeah, that was that was pretty freaking magical. Yeah, you can't touch that. Like that's just the thing. Like, like and and that's I mean it's kind of weird though. That's not even a pitch, right? <laughs> that's just like that's just like you're basically this continuation of the last play. There's no timeout. You know what I mean? Like the uh, the pitcher. Could have called timeout right if you wanted to, or yeah, through the ball, th- you know, change balls or something. But I think everybody whose favorite team is not the Reds wishes that De La Cruz was on their team. Like yeah. he's yeah. that exciting, right? But Acuna but- is Acuna is doing the same thing, maybe not quite with Yo, like yeah. he's not he's not like the the shiny new guy or whatever, but like. Uh, Acuna is just as productive and exciting, if not more so, and he's been doing it for longer. So, I mean, that's that's the most exciting player in in the National League. It is, but I just think this 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 Reds thing. I mean, the Reds deserve everything they're getting right now. Um, They've been through a really rough stretch for too long, and um, and they even like the the you know the the management kind of gave up on them and dumped a lot of players the last couple of years, but there you go. Yeah. They had something going on, but I don't think they could have, anyone could have predicted this. I know we didn't. Most exciting players, Acuna, Tatis, Julio, Ellie, Mookie. I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, those, those are all great. I mean, Aaron judge is out of the game. You know, he's, He's pretty exciting to watch too, because as you, you know, his fielding is underrated. Um, yeah, and you know, unfortunately, his fielding. This got is him. just not Judge's year. Well, yeah, the whole. Thing. He had his moment last year. Yeah. Anyway, the game is great. Everyone, go out there, watch, watch what you can of the All Star Game. Enjoy all the stuff. Um, Enjoy all the stuff. You know, it's just, it's it's all about baseball. You can, and this is the week that's kind of like it's a pause in the season gives you a chance to do things that you might not have a chance to do on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, Since you don't have to 
get your fantasy lineup ready or, <laughs> you know, do all those kind of things. You might go see a movie or something. But Okay, final question. Yes, sir. Shohei Otani, does he finish oh. the season on the Angels or does he get traded? Ooh. And if, he's, if he is getting traded, who gets him? Here's, what, here's how I'll answer that question because I know how the, the Angels think. They're going to send the guy down into their bowels of the stadium and see how much Japanese product they have that they need to move. And that will determine if they keep him or not. What do you mean Japanese product? Like T-shirts. Food at that stadium, they got all kind. They have so many uh, fans coming from Japan that they sell a lot of things that are like Japanese friendly. And so you're saying if their stock on Otani merch has dropped low, (laughs) they're going to trade them. But if they, if if they're willing to move it, they'll keep them. I mean, that's a cynical take, but I guess the the, the owner's a, a, a supermarket guy. Right. Okay. Retail. It's all retail for him. That's why I, they suck. <laughs> I think uh, I think he's getting traded. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think they can afford to do it. I think they're going to trade him. If they trade him, they won't be able to sign him. I think the trout injury. Yeah, um, I think the trout injury um, kind of guarantees he's getting traded. The one and nine. Yeah, we'll see. Is he playing in the All Star game? Is he in there? Is he... He's playing, but he's not pitching. He's oh, okay, DHing. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah, because he's got some blister issue. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good all-star game. Have a good home run derby. Thanks to all our listeners. If you're still here at 84 minutes, God bless you. And you you must love our you must love this podcast. And and if you are still listening at 84 minutes, do you want to come on as a guest on the next podcast? Because you're our number one fan. That's right. There's a secret word. Tell them the secret word. Tarmac. There you go. Secret word of the day is tarmac at 85 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Talk to you later. All right. Okay. Bye. That's so baseball.